Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to CBS News Roundup ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Georgia on his mind. I want to protect people's lives. I totally disagree. Waiting for that government check. We're down to like $10. Deadly southern tornadoes. The wind was blowing so strong and we ran into the bathroom. Good morning. I'm Steve Kathan in northern New Jersey with the CBS World News Roundup. There's been pushback from President Trump aimed at one of the states moving to ease coronavirus restrictions, even as he says the country has to move toward reopening. A just-released CBS News poll finds 70 percent of Americans say the priority should be slowing the spread of the virus, not getting the economy going, and half won't be looking to go to public places like restaurants and stores, right away when stay-at-home orders are lifted. Our coverage this morning begins with CBS's Stephen Portnoy. The president says he strongly disagrees with Georgia Governor Brian Kemp. I think it's too soon. Too soon for tattoo parlors, nail and hair salons to open this week. They can wait a little bit longer, just a little bit, not, not much, because safety has to predominate. Mr. Trump, who says he hopes to have a 4th of July celebration on the National Mall with social distancing, adds Governor Kemp should do what he thinks is right. I'm going to let him make his decision, but I told him I totally disagree. Correspondent Mark Strassman is in Atlanta. Georgia fails to meet suggested federal guidelines for lifting restrictions, a 14-day downward trajectory of new positive cases. Florida doesn't either, but some of their Gulf Coast beaches will also reopen as early as Friday. We will do this safely and based on the data in our state. Oklahoma also falls short of those suggested federal standards. But the state's governor announced businesses like hair salons and spas can open tomorrow. In Iowa, Tyson Foods suspended operations at a pork plant indefinitely. More than 180 COVID infections were linked to the facility. We need to get more testing here. That's critically important. On Wednesday, Wisconsin also saw its largest daily jump in positive cases since the pandemic began. It's just reckless and irresponsible to go back to business as usual. Wisconsin COVID survivor Leah Bloomberg spent nine days in a coma on a ventilator. If you open up and somebody is asymptomatic, it'll just spread like wildfire. California Governor Gavin Newsom has eased one of that state's coronavirus rules. Some hospitals will be able to resume scheduled non-emergency surgeries. We will be very thoughtful and judicious about how we do that. We will not overload the system. The head of the U.S. agency in charge of developing a coronavirus vaccine has been removed from his job. CBS's Paula Reed says Dr. Rick Bright wanted vetting and urged caution about hydroxychloroquine which has been touted by the president. Bright said the administration has pressured me and other conscientious scientists 
to fund companies with political connections, as well as efforts that lack scientific merit. He added that sidelining me in the middle of this pandemic and placing politics and cronyism ahead of science puts lives at risk. And another top health official, CDC Director Dr. Robert Redfield, has tried to clarify what he told the Washington Post about a possible virus resurgence in the fall coupled with the seasonal flu. I didn't say that this was going to be worse. I said it was going to be more complicated or more difficult and potentially complicated because we'll have flu and coronavirus circulating at the same time. President Trump suggested the virus may not come back at all. House actions expected today on the latest virus relief bill. CBS's Nancy Cordes. $310 billion Congress is set to approve today after the first tranche of $250 billion ran out in just two weeks. We have customers and clients and students who've paid for their classes who are all asking for refunds. We have to give them their refunds. Varon Ranasing owns a karate studio in Maryland. He's applied for a PPP loan three times but has heard nothing. It seems that the people who are needing it the most are not getting it. One survey found that 80% of small businesses are either still waiting to receive the money or haven't even been told where their application stands. At least six people were killed when violent weather tore through Texas, Oklahoma, and Louisiana. CBS's Janet Chamleon is north of Houston. The Texas tornado tore a path straight through Polk and Jacinto counties. Everything was just real calm, then all of a sudden it swished. Uprooted trees litter neighborhoods in the town of Onalaska. The tornado hurled a pine tree at Nick Prager's home. It went 15 feet in the air and landed right on top of the house. There were also deaths in Oklahoma as a tornado whipped across the city of Medill. We were praying. We were huddled together in a corner. And in Louisiana, crews began cleaning up overnight after a tornado there left at least one person dead. A Chinese man who posted video from Wuhan during the early days of the virus outbreak has now surfaced after disappearing for nearly two months. Asia correspondent Ramey Innocencio. Chinese citizen journalist Li Zihua says he was detained by police and quarantined because he had visited sensitive epidemic areas. The last videos he had posted online showed him being chased by a white SUV in the city of Wuhan, eventually being taken away by people identifying themselves as police. In a new video, Li said he was treated well, given three meals each day, was able to watch Chinese news, and that the police, quote, really cared about me. Education Secretary Betsy DeVos is out with new restrictions that bar most international students and those who entered the U.S. illegally from getting emergency college grants in the virus rescue package passed last month. Earlier, it was thought universities would have leeway in handing out the money. CBS's Steve Futterman has the latest report card on student achievement in this country. American students are not doing well in three key subjects, U.S. history, geography, and civics. More than 42,000 eighth grade students were given tests. Less than 25% were proficient in those subjects. The results indicate a gap between white students and black and Hispanic students. Here in New Jersey, the stars came out last night. Well, tomorrow will be sunshine, sunshine. Bruce Springsteen, Bon Jovi, and others performing from their homes in a broadcast to benefit the state's pandemic relief fund. 
A new government analysis gives a mostly cloudy forecast for the two biggest benefit programs. Medicare is projected to become financially insolvent in six years. Social Security will not be able to pay full benefits starting in 2035. And these projections do not account for the financial impact of the coronavirus. The report suggests that in 15 years, the Social Security Trust Fund reserves will only be enough to cover about 79% of benefits. And even if employment rebounds by the end of this year, the pandemic could accelerate depletion of the fund by about six months. Jim Shenaby, CBS News. On New York's Long Island, 100-year-old Philip Kahn died last week of the coronavirus. The World War II vet's twin brother Samuel died weeks after his birth in 1919 of the Spanish flu. A grandson tells the New York Post the two were pandemic bookends. That's the World News Roundup. I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News. If you like CBS News Roundup, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Catch every episode of 60 Minutes, America's most watched news magazine show, as a podcast. Hear in-depth investigations across politics, news, and entertainment on your schedule. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. And how long have you been the, the producer of this? We've been doing this for two years now. Okay. And and what is it like to attempt to uh, get feedback from me about the podcast? Be honest about how quickly I respond to emails. You actually respond to emails surprisingly fast. Really? I, I think you might be the only person I respond to. <laughs> <laughs> I respond to quickly. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. I expected I expected you to lay into me. Well, this was over the strike period. Oh, I had time. Yeah. See, that, that, does, that doesn't count. <laughs> Sure, I responded to everything because responding to you, putting reruns up on the podcast, was like a form of employment. Yeah. I felt like I had something to get up for every yeah. day. So thank you for that. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts.